Did you know that people with guilty consciences are more easily startled by loud noises? I'm sorry, I don't know why that went off. Anyway, just an interesting science fact. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 65, first episode of 2012. In studio today, Brian Lipsitz is actually in instead of the Skype. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, our video game reviewer, Mike Boyd. Hello everyone, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, speaking of 2012 and the Happy New Year, I have a declaration to make. Uh-oh. I have a declaration. <laughs> With uh, upcoming releases such as The Amazing Spider-Man, The Hobbit, Prometheus, The Dark Knight Rises, and The Avengers... I'm officially declaring 2012 as the year of the geek. Woo! Yeah. Awesome. That's my declaration. That's it. It's a little, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little underwhelming. No, it's okay. It's good. But uh, people on it. the Facebook page should already have seen yeah, the, the new icon because yeah. it is year of the geek. Awesome. Because I say so. <laughs> and I determine the these line. things. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> uh, but also, I have another big special announcement. I had been talking about a guest potentially joining us in the near future. And I have officially confirmed that actually today, probably about an hour before we started recording, I got an email from his producer and Sunday, January 15th, which is coming up very soon, G4 and Attack of the Show's Chris Gore will be our very special guest. Whoa! Sweet. <laughs> that is awesome. It's yeah. Kind of, it's, yeah, that's freaking amazing. I'm very pumped about that. If you have any questions for Chris, uh, again, he will be joining us on the 15th. And you can send your questions to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com, or you can tweet them to me at Geek Generation. And uh, I'll use what's good. <laughs> <laughs> I make no promises. Also, on the page, because this is just a whole list of stuff we're going through here. It's a new year. We have a new lot year, of things dude. to go over. Much cover. Uh, there's a new downloads page on the site. Nice. And on that page a while back, I had mentioned that once we hit a certain amount of reviews in the iTunes store, and this by no means means that people should stop writing us reviews in the iTunes store because they always help out. Uh, we did hit our goal, and we've surpassed it. So as I promised, I have released a bunch of iPhone and iTouch wallpapers Very of the cool. Geek Generation. Cool. Uh, but that's not all. There's also uh, different desktop wallpapers. And for those of you that have switched over to the new timeline profile on Facebook. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. But for those of you that have, <laughs> uh, I did design a custom Geek Generation timeline cover, which will point to your profile picture with the word geek and everything. And so you can show your love of the Geek Generation there. But to get all that stuff, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash downloads. Awesome. All exciting. Okay. Question for you guys. Uh-oh. How much do movie tickets cost, roughly? I think it's around if depend if you don't go to a matinee it's usually around I don't know 10 10 25 10 70 isn't it like around 10 something an exorbitant amount of money yeah. that I don't wish to pay when I do go to a movie yeah way too much yeah. is the answer but yeah. roughly like 10 to 11 yeah, bucks 10 10 75 unless 10. it's the uh, the 3D stuff oh is god then it's even more like yeah. 50 dollars 13 yeah. 15 dollars in between yeah. I've seen between have, 50 75 something yeah, yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> if you go to IMAX and yeah uh, so movie tickets are generally like 10 10 11 to yeah. upwards of maybe 13 15 bucks uh a movie runs a little over between like 90 minutes to a little over 2 hours yeah generally um how much content do you think we've generated on this show a lot, like freaking to me. I I can't even put into how many hours it. Would I be. looked it up the other day. Did you really? If you were to get all of the episodes from just this show, that's not even including the movie reviews or graphically speaking. Yeah, almost four days, about ninety six <laughs> hours of just free straight. audio entertainment. Awesome. That's incredible. So, this leads me to a conclusion. <laughs> how much do you think has been donated to the site? I'm gonna say very little. Exactly ten dollars. That's a shame. And wait, I'm sorry, ten dollars and one cent. Oh, to be more the precise, one <laughs> the one cent that came in at one point, ten dollars and one cent. That's an, that's unacceptable. So, with over a hundred people that listen to every show, 
I would think it's not unreasonable for me to ask people to donate maybe five to ten bucks, the price of a movie ticket, or half the price of a movie ticket. Less than a movie ticket. Right. If they've listened to even, I don't know, two shows. Exactly. So that would be fantastic. But if uh, people did go to the site, there's a small movie ticket stub on the sidebar. If you click it, it brings you to a PayPal donation site. Some people are scared of PayPal, and that's understandable, I, uh, I guess, although it's everywhere now. Yeah, I, it's, it's pretty. But even if you don't have a PayPal account, you can pay with a credit card. So any donations would be incredibly appreciated. And I am, yes, begging. <laughs> don't, be scared, don't be scared of PayPal. I use it all the time. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. So, uh, now that I've wasted everybody's time enough, <laughs> let's get into the Blu-ray and video game releases. Although, this week, I should say the Blu-ray releases, because the video game releases are very skim to nothing yeah, right now. not much. Yeah, don't expect many reviews coming, uh, <laughs> coming, coming between January and, I would say, April, yeah. when stuff starts picking up again. Um, yeah. I've got some past stuff that, uh, that I've got on the, down the pipe to review. So, maybe some retro reviews. Yeah, yeah, stuff that I have in a pile that I haven't played in like uh, three months. Yeah. And I've had for quite a while. So, yep. uh, But as far as Blu rays go, January 3rd, Contagion comes out, which I didn't bother seeing didn't because. See didn't see it. Who needs that paranoia? <laughs> <laughs> if you're a germaphobe, it's the best movie to see. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Pearl Jam 20, which I heard is actually really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did hear about real good things about that. Yeah, yeah, and I used to be a really big Pearl Jam fan. I still like them, so yeah. I'm interested in it. I, I was actually just on the way to Connecticut this past week. I listened to their Best of CD because I was, I've was i been a fan since I was like in seventh grade. Yep. And, you know, I bought all the re-releases when they came out last year. So that actually is, uh, that might be worth seeing with the digital sound on Blu-ray. Yeah. If you have a nice setup in your home. That was the first concert I ever went to in high school. Really? Yeah, it was Pearl Jam and... Uh, three Doors Down, and I think American Pearl was like the the double opener, <laughs> <laughs> the one that nobody had heard about, but was just kind of there. Um, also is the movie She's All That. Really? Yep, it's coming out on Blu-ray. Was dot, that re- dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> was that really necessary? <laughs> Who was begging for that to be released? Come on, that amazing transformation of taking off her glasses and putting on a dress <laughs> and letting her hair down. Whoa. This is a special shout-out to our friend Mike Berman, who hates that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I-, I was amused by he, it. He can't. It's a long story, but it has to do with a girl, and he has bad memories of that oh, movie. God. So it's hilarious. I just thought that was... Didn't Freddie Prince Jr. go from that to writing Raw at yeah, one time? Yeah, he was writing SmackDown at one point. Was he writing SmackDown? Yeah, he was one of the the creative writers uh, two or three years ago. No kidding. Yeah. I knew he had made an appearance on the show, but, but uh, I didn't yeah, know he was... Yeah, he was part of the creative team, and then he left. Yeah. <laughs> Probably was like, I'm not... That, that shows how his career went when he's going to writing wrestling shows. I wonder if the, the difference was even noticeable. Probably not. Uh, January 10th, Moneyball. Heard it's really good. I didn't get a chance Heard to see it. Heard the same. I've not yeah, seen it either. Looking forward to it. My girlfriend wants to see it. I was supposed to go with a friend of mine when it was out in October, but I just never had the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. I didn't even know it was coming out. Into the Netflix queue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for people that are fans of Boardwalk Empire, the complete first season will be out on Blu-ray. Another show I heard that's really good, but I have yeah. yet to... Yeah, it's, I, I'm not interested enough to really... Uh, yeah, I've heard good things, but I'm like, I don't know if I'd be even interested, so I've kind of just been like, man... Nothing but rave reviews uh, when I go to the comic shop on Wednesdays from all the regular customers who usually yeah. come in, and that's always a topic of conversation really? with Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk but... Empire permeating the comic book yeah, shop. There you go. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, It's got to be good then, yeah. right? And uh, lastly, Killer Elite. Which was the Jason Statham, Robert De Niro. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Clive Owen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, looks good. It's got a good cast of, uh, you know. It's probably just a regular action movie. Yeah. Yeah. They used that awesome uh, Scorpion song, Rocky Like a Hurricane. Those (laughs) trailers were great. (laughs) 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 I loved it. At first, I thought maybe they were going to use a cover version. Then it was the real one and so much better. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the news, we actually have an update from Anna. We had oh, heard yeah? about the whole car situation. She yeah. called and left a voicemail so people would be aware of uh, how things were progressing over there. Hey, Geek Generation. It's Anna. I just thought you might want a quick update of what the hell happened to me on Sunday. Um, we'll start off in the morning. I was trying to get over to the studio, and my GPS was not triangulating properly and being totally retarded. It had me, like, in the pond next to the road. So I was already running late. I had to turn around and get another GPS. Um, By the time I hit Rhode Island, I was a little mixed up and turned around. So at one point, I was trying to make a left turn in a busy two-lane road, 
And what happened was the left turn didn't have its own lane. So as I was starting to turn, I instead ended up skidding across the median because someone had rammed into the back of my car. So there I was on the side of the road instead of recording the generation with the boys, um, which totally sucked. And um, no official, official word yet, but my car is uh, 90% likely totaled, which means I get to go car shopping at Christmas, which is probably the last thing I wanted to do. Um, but the good news is no one was hurt. The other driver was not hurt. He was screaming his head off at me, and I graciously refused to speak with him. Um, and I am fine. I'm a little sore. My neck and my shoulder are a little sore, but, um, you know, other than that, everything's okay. And lucky for me, my boyfriend actually has two cars, so I still have a vehicle to drive around. But um, I really missed the show. I was really excited to record. I haven't been on for a while, so that sucks, and I hope to uh, talk to you all soon. Bye. There you have it. That sucks. That's that a is a bummer. Shitty situation. Is that today? No, no, no. It was supposed to be. It was last. last that was like two February. Sundays I was say, ago. It's an awful ago. way to start January. It was no, right was, before Christmas. Right before Christmas. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was bad. Yeah, that was miserable. And uh, I did get word from her that her car was totaled. Oh yeah. So, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. But hopefully she'll have a new one soon, and yeah. hopefully she'll be back in studio soon. She will always want to be a part of the guilty pleasures yeah. discussion, which was pretty. Fun. Which we actually do have some more to go over oh, next week. We? Yeah, we got a couple awesome. more things. Can't so wait. <laughs> we'll go over that. Um, so let's hop into what we need to do then. Your news for January second, two thousand eleven, with constant rumors recently circulating, and despite denials from the man himself. Howard Stern has announced that he has officially signed on to replace Piers Morgan as the newest judge on America's Got Talent. NBC confirmed the news as programming exec Paul Telegny stated, quote, Howard Stern's larger-than-life personality will bring a thrilling new dynamic to America's Got Talent starting the summer. He's a proven innovator, and his track record in broadcasting is truly remarkable. Howard is very passionate about this show and is fully committed to its future success. I could continue to read on and on, but it's probably better off to hear from the man himself. They are now hiring you. Oh. And uh, these are the contracts. Yes. Uh, which, what would they be hiring me for at NBC? <laughs> Could you guess? Janitor? Uh, NBC? The people at America's Got Talent said, we feel you're uniquely qualified to be a judge. We feel, you know, Piers has done a great job. Is it do I? I think Piers is fantastic. I will say that, and I've told him that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said, we feel you're uniquely qualified. You've been on the radio for, what, 35, some, 38 However years. However many years it is, yeah. You had the Let's num- stop counting. They began to <laughs> praise me. They said that I had the number one movie. You've made a successful film. You've made a successful soundtrack in music. You've entertained people. You've made stars out of people who really are not Well, you stars. know what? Now you're making a point. Is this what we can expect? Beetlejuice will be a big <laughs> Can I tell you something? If Beetlejuice audition, I would listen. But actually, just the opposite. Mm-hmm. I told them that that show has a little too much nonsense. Mm-hmm. When we were in the... My part of it was... They were complimenting me. I said, look, if you're really serious about me as a judge, I got to tell you something. You might think I'm out of my mind. You might think I'm crazy. But I take judging very seriously. First of all, when these very young children come on, I'm going to want to talk to these mothers who bring march them out there. I said, you know, they, they got to be prepared to lose and they got to be prepared to hear the truth. Don't call me a scumbag because I'm going to tell you, Kitty has no talent. Right. You understand? I said in this nonsense of Howie and Sharon putting through less than talented people, it's got to stop. And under my administration, well, this should be interesting. There will be no uh, Frank Sinatra impersonators winning for the year. Is that right? That's right. They they said, would, I mean, the guy would have made the show because well, he is talented. By the way, right? I thought they were going to get up and leave. How, by the way, you have, just, you have just violated four clauses of the agreement. <laughs> Did I really? No. Well, too bad. I wish I had. I wish they'd fire me. Now he's going to be trying to get That's fired right. every no, week. No, but in all seriousness, I said, look, the show is not about me. The show is very good. It's your number one show. Mm-hmm. It's the number one summer show on NBC. Absolutely. I said, I in no way want to get in the way of the show. My job is to judge. You put the talent in front of me, I will give you an honest opinion. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but feelings are going to be hurt. You can't be... You can't judge that's right. and not hurt. Howard then went on to discuss some of the issues he initially had with taking the job. And I said to them in the meeting, look, there's a couple of problems why I can't do the job. I would love to be the judge on America's Got Talent, but I have real problems. I said, number one, I have a job here. 
it can't interfere with my job here. I have a commitment to the radio. And I can't do the show from L.A. I got people like Fred who, who anchor me down. Leave. Who are like a lead weight on my foot. <laughs> who, because he has a child, he has to be here. Hey, Don, you got any contracts for me? <laughs> Fred, don't worry. I did this for you, Fred. I turned down the job for you. I yeah, said, right. I, I can't. I did. I, I was said, willing to go. Rob and I knew we'd I pick up in a minute. Yeah, I was packing. Your voicemail was nice I said, I have a staff. I have people. We do the show here in New York. And plus, I said, if we did the You're show. You're consigning me to winter? Listen. Listen to me. Listen to me tell you something. I told them that they said, Howard, we think you're so important to the show. We will move the show to New York. We will be taping the show. You know, we go around the country where I will be judging with, I assume, Howie Mandel and Sharon. And then uh, when the live shows occur, they will be here in New York. Pierce Morgan gave his endorsement via Twitter, uh, stating, quote, congrats to Howard Stern on landing my America's Got Talent judging gig. He'll be outrageous, hilarious, dangerous and brilliant. Can't wait. Fellow AGT judge Howie Mandel, an admitted Stern superfan, also ex expressed his excitement via Twitter, saying, quote, I couldn't be happier. This will be our best year yet. Stern will start shooting the next season of AGT this February, traveling the country to do the audition rounds. The show will then be relocated from Los Angeles to New York for the live rounds to accommodate Stern's radio schedule. Uh, I, uh, what are your thoughts? I know you're a huge Howard Stern fan. I so. am. Hence the this being the top <laughs> well, no, story. That's right. I just was curious. What is your what is your thoughts on? My it? feelings are twofold. One, I'm very excited for him to hit a mainstream outlet where America will mm -hmm. see him and hopefully get a new interpretation of what he who he really is mm -hmm. instead of having this stereotypical. Well, he's just a filthy womanizer, shock jock, yeah. shock jock blah blah blah. But on the other hand, now I have to watch America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you know, I I had been listening to Howard Stern ever since they used to rebroadcast his shows on WBCN, like mm -hmm. when it was syndicated. When right, I was right. In, uh, when I was working for my parents in high school, and I listened like every morning. While I was like bagging syringes and putting chemicals together, you know, I, <laughs> that's just, what you want to be distracted. Exactly, from. <laughs> well, it's a dental company. It's not a drug, right. drug dealer. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we got um, you know, that was great. And then I think I agree with what they were saying that you know he's been successful in pretty much every medium. Yep. It's been um, movies. You know, I still have the private part soundtrack. I remember picking it up. Great soundtrack. It's got yeah, like fantastic. a lot of a lot of great yeah. songs on it. Um, like some rare ACDC stuff. Some mm -hmm. of the um. Think I think he did a song with like the Dust Brothers on there. Yep. It was like uh, Tortured Man. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, while I don't watch any of those reality television shows, um, my girlfriend I'm sure does, and I'm sure she'll probably <laughs> force me to watch it. Um, so I agree with you. I think that uh, this is a new uh, opportunity for him to show people a different side of him because he's obviously going to have to tone down his act a little bit if yeah. it's uh, national television. Right. No, and people are like, he's going to go on and be filthy and everything. Like, he didn't do a nationally syndicated terrestrial radio yeah. show, and he doesn't know how was, to not was on swear. The, yeah, there was on the E-Network and everything, and they had to tone him down. You know, they, yeah. the, the clips from the show. Um, I'm pretty much what you guys said. I'm, I'm, I don't watch it. I know my mom watches it. Yeah. But um, I'm kind of interested to see how it, what, what happens. And, and I think this is the reaction they're looking for. That's why they're trying. They're willing to move an entire show from Los Angeles crazy. to New York. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. But at the same time, look at three new viewers. Yeah, right, right away. Right there, yeah. So, I mean, people will initially be turned off to it. Yeah. Everyone will watch out of curiosity at the beginning. Yeah. Stern fans will stick around. Yeah. And people who were AGT fans will stick around when they see how great he is, I think. Yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be an interesting experiment, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, however it goes. So. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Anything else? No. All right. Uh, it's being reported. That Daniel Craig has been offered a deal that would make the actor the longest reigning James Bond in history. The current record holder is Roger Moore, who played 007 over the course of 12 years, making seven appearances as the secret agent. Craig is currently shooting Skyfall, his third film in the role, and it's up to legendary Bond producer Michael G. Wilson, or if it's up to him, he'll be offered five more opportunities. Wilson stated, quote, filming has gone very well so far, and I'd love Daniel to surpass Roger's record and do eight pictures. Daniel's been an absolute pleasure to be around because he takes the role so seriously. There's really no more passionate about no one more. I'm reading horribly today. <laughs> it's OK. Uh, there's really no one more passionate about making these films work than him. He's a filmmaker's dream. A lot of people have said Daniel's been their favorite Bond since Sean Connery, and I can't argue with them. He's doing a great job. Yeah, I know you're a big Bond fan. <laughs> I, I grew up in a James Bond household. I think the first time I saw a Bond movie in the theater was The Living Daylights when yeah. we had those two 
awful movies with Timothy Dalton. Actually, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, I like The Living Daylights. Two. He had one, didn't he? No, he had two. License, License to, to Kill, kill and The Living and, Daylights. Yeah. And I really like The Living Daylights. Um, probably influenced from my father, did not like License to Kill. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I don't see James Bond fighting drug dealers uh, yeah. even after they killed his friend or tried to. Um, but I was actually discussing this news story with my father over uh, Christmas, you know, around the week, because he had the week off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, he's going to be 50, I think, or older by the time they get five He's bond. 46 right now. Yeah. He's going to be in his 60s, and granted, Roger Moore went into his 70s, but he wasn't looking too good by the time A View to a Kill came around. <laughs> yeah. Um, another awful Bond movie. Yes. So I don't want them to do it where they're going to have five films and have, like, two or three good films and then have the last two be absolute crap. Sure. Um, because there have been too many crappy Bond movies in the Pantheon already. I do agree with the article and them saying that he really has been the best, I think, since um, since Sean He's Connery. been amazing, yeah. yeah. While Casino Royale really, like, you know, hit the nail on the head with it with it being such a great mm-hmm. film, Quantum was a little bit weaker of a I follow-up, I found that a huge misstep. I did, too. Yeah. It, was, it just, it, there was something about the vibe of it and the, um, you know, the way an, they started yeah. it. It didn't have, like, the classic, like, Bond formula. I mean, I know they're trying to update it uh, for a new generation. For me, the action was, like, Transformers, where the cuts were so quick between things, you could barely follow what was supposed to be Especially that opening chase scene in Quantum, yeah. which was really tough to follow. But, you yeah. know, they're trying to make a cohesive story between both um, it was, you know, yeah, Quantum it, and if Casino. If you watch them back-to-back, it's, it's bad. Better, but standalone, yeah. Quantum of Solace is like yeah, it would be it's like a, almost like a three hour and four sure. minute movie. Um, but, so agree. But I, I I think Casino Royale is the best James Bond movie. Period. So I'm a huge Daniel Craig fan. But again, I kind of agree with what Mike said, and I don't know if really eight. That's a lot of five movies. Is a lot more to. It is, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, they they know what they're doing. I th- I assume. So. Yeah, I trust yeah. Wilson's been a producer on those since, movies for since, ages, yeah. so they're not gonna they're not gonna I think steer anybody wrong. I just I'm curious about his age by the time they get up to the fifth film, and that that franchise I think has been mired in legal issues. I believe with well, yeah, uh, that's why with uh, Sony MGM, and there was hiatus time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is this gonna happen again, or is this gonna be like a legit? Um, Paper, gonna, ink, deal. I mean, they were pumping out year after year yeah. back in the 60s and 70s and yeah. 80s. It would be extreme to, and completely out of the blue, to sign him to five more films automatically. Yeah. I think they'll go a little less than that. I don't think he would want to lock himself no, in I, that I way either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then there's no negotiating room either no. for more money if they get yeah. more but, uh, and he, more popular. I think uh, this is good for him, uh, considering after Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Which was a, uh, <laughs> the b- biggest bomb. bomb of the yeah. summer. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Uh, What else we got? Alan Taylor, best known for directing episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones, is now on tap to direct Thor 2, replacing Patty Jenkins, who was originally announced. Taylor directed the acclaimed episode Baylor, as well as the season one finale Fire and Blood. His resume also includes Homicide Life on the Street and The Sopranos. Earlier this month, Jenkins left after what was labeled as, quote, creative differences. Thor 2 is still on schedule to be released on November 15th, 2013. It's interesting because there was a lot of controversy with the prior. Uh, what was her name? The Patty Jenkins yeah, leaving Patty Jenkins. and Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie upset. Portman yeah. had like a flip out saying like she was did not agree with it, and she was. Uh, there's rumors that she was going to refuse to do the film, and so now I haven't heard anything about. Now that we've got the new director, I don't know how she feels. It's but, not like they excused Jenkins. No, like she left she, willingly. Yeah, she. Did, it's just I don't know. It just seems to be um, an interesting thing with these Marvel movies where. They'll do the first movie, with the exception of John Favreau, who did the two Iron Mans. Mm-hmm. They'll do the first movie, and then they're sort of like, "I don't really want to do a sequel." And so I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm a big, I'm a fan of Game of Thrones. I haven't seen all the episodes, but I saw quite a many of them, and they're really, really well done. Mm-hmm. So I do believe it's a pretty good pick. So I will have to see. I, again, I don't know. The the thing is, they're trying to squeeze these in so fast, and you know, get them released in such a fast manner that you right. know. Half the time, it's like the directors feel they don't have enough time to even... Well, they don't want Hemsworth to cut his hair going (laughs) back again. Um, I think with the movies that Marvel Studios is producing, they need to continue firing on the cylinders they Mm -hmm. fired on this summer and with Avengers coming up. Um, because as I'm sure we'll get to later, there do, there can't be a misstep in the production right. um, of the movies because there's been a lot of missteps with Marvel this year in the comics. Yeah. So they need to keep strong, I think, in the the cinema. Yeah. And um, you know, hopefully get back to that 
with comics. But yeah, I think they do pump them out pretty quick. And if they can do it, I think it's important just to keep consistency to keep all the actors happy. I mean, we saw... Who was it that left in Iron Man two? Was it? Um, it was the. Uh, it was the Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, replaced um, by Don. Replaced Cheadle by Don Cheadle. And, yep. I mean, I mean, granted, you know, Don Cheadle did a great job in the second movie. I'd prefer to see a movie where there's consistency of Absolutely. actors. Absolutely, it's well. the same thing. With, the same we've role. talked about Edward Norton not yeah. being in the Avengers we're, we're many times. We're on the third Hulk yeah. now. Yeah. Sure. yeah, third Bruce Banner, I should say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Although it'll be the first time the uh, actor actually does yeah. the motion capture for Hulk. True. Yeah. So um, hopefully Marvel will fire strong with that uh, Ghost Rider movie, too. <laughs> I say that <laughs> hey, with that's much Sony. Sarcasm. That's Sony. <laughs> yeah, and the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along with the first details of Obsidian's upcoming RPG South Park the Game that we've talked about recently, uh, came the list of classes available for a player to select. Those included Wizard, Paladin, Adventurer, Rogue, and one other currently an unannounced class until now. The mysterious final class has been revealed as the Jew. Lead designer Matt McLean made the announcement in a Game Informer interview describing the class as a, quote, paladin-slash-monk-type character designed for high-risk, high-reward gameplay. The closer he is to death, the more powerful his abilities become. So you're strongest when you are at one hit point, but you're also just about to die. Now it's very interesting. You know, I, I actually will comment because I I did play the original, many years ago the original South on Park sixty four. Um, no, I think it was on the computer. I had uh, I had bootlegged it, and I downloaded it. And I'm playing it. I never. I'm not a big South Park fan. Never never really watched the show. Never was really into the humor. But I did play the game because it was a first person mm-hmm. shooter type. And I remember one of the things you could do is like pee in your hand and like it would be a pee covered snowball you could throw <laughs> and there were like uh you could like slingshot things and there were all these like crazy like weapons you could use weren't there yeah. like lots of turkeys and like yeah i mean it was it was actually it was entertaining to play but um this one's gonna be kind is, of like is, i haven't read it i've only heard what news you've said about right. this i mean because i it's not really something that interested me in the video game realm but is it an mmorpg or is it just no just an rpg but the fact that Obsidian's behind it is pretty huge. Yeah, and, and they're a big studio. Yeah, yeah, and they're actually getting you know Trey Parker and Matt Stone to they're know, writing writing it, yeah. and developing it, which is well, it's always good when you tack on you know an established franchise, the creators, and yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, last show we had said that Stone and Parker actually gave fifteen years worth of assets to Obsidian to work with all yeah. the textures from the show, wow. and yeah. So they're making it into like it's not just going to be a slap job. I don't think like the last one, which was just to kind of capitalize on the popularity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously, so including a class called the Jew is fairly controversial. I think it's hysterical. Uh, that, I, yeah, I was going to say they're obviously looking to you know cause controversy right. with that, and you know that's that's the name of their game on that show anyway. So right. it makes sense. And it's not a hateful thing. It's it's something they do all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With it being 2012, I think we've had, I mean, you can't really push the envelope much more with video games. I think any controversy that comes up, I mean, is just going to be, you know, it's, it's there's going to be backlash at first, but it's still going to, um, they're still going to be making controversial games. I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, with all the games that had excessive blood and gore this year, like Dead Space and... I think uh, one of the most recent ones was Rage. Yep. Um, and there's no talk of that, but then you get hot coffee in Grand Theft Auto, yeah. and it's an uproar. <laughs> yeah. Because people, it's, it's sex is the taboo. Yeah, it's like, oh, we can you can decapitate and you know carve up. and That's fine, but you know, oh, sex, watch out for right. that. Yeah, but and you, you know, don't even see it. It's no. just suggested. Games carry a rating for a reason. I mean, Heavy Rain had sex in a tasteful way, yep. but... You know, people kind of like were that was controversial when it came. Oh out. yeah, yeah, and it was obscene. You know, yeah. L.A. Noir was another one. Yeah, uh, with, but with the graphic nature of it. So, yeah, so. people get just totally out of hand, ridiculous with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, last we heard, director Joss Whedon had promised that there would be no 3D release of the Avengers. Things have apparently changed as it's now being reported that the Avengers will, in fact, have a 3D release in addition to its 2D release. Whedon says that the 3D aspect will not be obnoxious. Quote. There definitely are movies that shouldn't be in 3D. The Avengers isn't obnoxiously 3D. There's no, oh, look, we're going to spend 20 minutes going through this tunnel because it's in 3D. And no one is pointing at the screen the entire time. But it's an action movie. Things tend to hurtle toward the screen anyway. The Avengers is on tap for a May 4th, 2012 release. I it's it's I'm half and half on this. I, I see the benefits of 3 I know that 3D is the new in thing and they think they're going to get more more uh people to go but i i would have been you know i'm happy in the 2d realm but 
you know, I'm sure they're going to have, like, with the others, they're going to have Captain America's shield coming through mm-hmm. or the, the hammer. And, you know, I know Joss Whedon, for a fact, did not want to make it 3D. So, obviously, right. they uh, coerced him <laughs> into uh, doing it. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, take it or leave it, I guess. I mean, it's it's you're going to have the choice. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, really. Awful. I hate anything in 3D. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stand seeing 3D movies. Yeah. I just think, you know, it, it does nothing for me. Um, I would never purchase a 3D TV. Um, even for for video games, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not too keen on it. Um, I just think that you know I, I'm gonna go see it in 2D when we have our movie outing yeah. on the, the fourth. Ditto. Just uh, it's cheaper too, three dollars cheaper. I mean, people complain about the movie ticket prices. Stop giving into this 3D uh, yeah. fad that Hollywood has come up with to you know line their money. pockets some more. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm still of the mind that 3D does have a place, but if it's not shot in 3D, yeah, then, then don't release it in 3D. None yeah. of this rotoscoping crap. Yeah, mm. The only things that I really am interested in seeing in 3D, and most of the time I don't anyway, is like CGI movies, like completely animated Pixar yeah. type movies, because yeah. those actually look the way they should. Yeah, And very few movies actually shoot in 3D. But looking at the stuff that Marvel's done so far... Thor wasn't bad in 3D. Yeah, it was all right. It was I all right, see, yeah. considering. I'd say tolerable. Yeah. Same Captain, with Captain America. America. See, I could, I did not find that tolerable. It was so dark compared to the 2D yeah. print. And that does happen. That's an effect of yeah. 3D. When I went to see Captain America, I, I demanded that, you know, I'd go, I was on a date. And I said, we're going to see this in 2D. We're not going to see it in 3D. I, <laughs> yeah. just, I just can't And who stand. wants to be on a date and in 3D? And I think the second, time, <laughs> yeah, the second time we saw it, I yeah. think we saw it in 2D as yeah. well. I just, you know, I don't, I don't see the point of paying extra money for something that does nothing for me just to see what? His shield come out of the screen. Right. I get the same effect just seeing it as, as it's shot. Yeah. And if you're someone who doesn't want to see 3D, I don't know if you've run into this like I have, but I will want to go see a movie and a theater will only have it oh, available yeah. in 3D yeah, at certain a, times. Yeah. Like the 2Ds stop at like 3 o'clock yeah, or something. Yeah, they do a certain yeah. theaters have their own discretion. Where yeah. They figure, well, we want to make the most yeah. money, so let's put all the 3D shows. Right, you know? so I've had trouble getting to the theater to see a movie because yeah. I don't want to go to 3D. And the thing is with most movie theaters, theaters don't reap the benefit of that extra money you're getting from the 3D. Right. They, they have to make most of their money, which is why when you go and you pay eight seventy five for a bucket of popcorn they're mostly getting the revenue from that yeah. concessions and not anything barely anything from the movie it all yeah. goes right back to the movie studios in hollywood and since i sneak in all my candy anyway then i got anything <laughs> extra for me to begin with uh brian michael bendis who i know you loves brian <laughs> who is without a doubt marvel's top writer and has been a staple of the avengers franchise since 2004 has announced he is leaving the books at the end of 2012 Obviously, 2012 is vastly important to Marvel Comics with the release of the Avengers movie. Bendis claims, quote, it's time to move on and you'll never guess what I'm working on next. It will be the end of an era as Bendis, since 2004, ended the original Avengers title to launch New Avengers in early 2005, with, which featured Spider-Man and Wolverine on the team for the first time. Multiple spin-offs such as Mighty Avengers and relaunching Avengers in 2008 followed. He currently writes Avengers and New Avengers and is launching a third Avengers title that centers on the movie cast in March 2012. It's really bittersweet. I understand you not, you know, he's not, he can't be on a book forever, but it's really, you know, like I said in the, in the article says he's been writing it since 2004. It's a long run. And it's just I can't really picture anyone else writing it. I'm sure Marvel's going to have another big name on it, but it's just I'm curious what act. I'm more actually more curious what he's going to do next. But it's just, um, it's just, it's just crazy to me because he's been there on it for so long, and I can't picture reading an Avengers title without Bendis writing it. So yeah, much like Brian, I've been with him since um, the inception of Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. including all of his New Avengers runs starting in 2005. Um, one of my favorite pieces in my collection is uh, the first issue of New Avengers, um, which was a Spider-Man variant that was written by him, and you know um, the cover was by Steve McNiven. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the be- he's probably arguably one of the best, if not the best, writers in the industry today. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, but as I hold it in my hand right now, he's got a couple more things down the pipe before he finishes up. Avengers Assemble is coming out to coincide with the release of the movie, and the big news story I know you broke a couple of weeks ago. The Avengers X-Men crossover. And he will be involved, I can tell you right now, in the first issue, um, the lead-in, it's called... What is it? Ah, here it is. Avengers and X-Men issue zero, Bendis, Jason Aaron, and the impeccable art talents of Frank Cho, who, if you don't know who he is, look up his artwork. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's got a year to go, so, I mean, it's not like he's leaving, you know, 
next month. But it should be interesting to see how he kind of leaves things when he does leave because he's usually the type of writer that's going to leave it not as he, he's going to leave it at some sort of cliffhanger for yep. some other writer to pick up. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, more news. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hello, this is Ned Vizzini, author of It's Kind of a Funny Story, and you're listening to the Geek Generation Podcast. Continuing on, more uh, comic book movie news, because that's one of our favorite things over here. (laughs) Uh, Christopher Nolan recently opened up to the LA Times about why he chose Bane as the newest villain in his Dark Knight trilogy. Quote, I didn't know him very well, Nolan said. David Goyer got me a bunch of stuff on him, and we looked into him. I only knew him by name. I wasn't too familiar with his backstory. He's a very cool character. And getting an actor like Tom to take it on, you know you're going to get something very special. Tom is somebody who really knows how to put character into every gesture, every aspect of his physicality in the way that great actors can. He's a very, very physical actor. He transforms himself, and it's there in every moment. He's not afraid to look at a character from the outside as well as the inside, so there's a deep psychological branch to the character, but also a very, very specific awareness of how he's going to use his body and his appearance to express that character, too. Christian is like that, too, very much. With Bane, the physicality is the thing. With a good villain, you need an archetype. Uh, You need the extreme of some type of villainy. The Joker is obviously a particular archetype of diabolical, chaotic anarchy and has a devilish sense of humor. Bane, to me, is something we haven't dealt with in the films. We wanted to do something very different in this film. He's a primarily physical villain, as he said many, many times, apparently. He's a classic movie monster in a way, but with a terrific brain. I think he's a fascinating character. I think people are going to get a kick out of what we've done with him. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't I, know if that was I, a pun. I'm laughing because a couple of weeks ago, just because I was bored, I had ordered from Amazon um, chapter one in paperback of Nightfall, yep. which is where we were first introduced to sure. Bane. So when the name Bane comes up, especially in terms of Batman, I'm always a little bit worried about, you know, what are we walking into here? Are we going to walk into, you know, a guy who decides to win, try to beat Batman through like a war of attrition by like sending out, just overwhelming him with all these villains and then just simply attacking him when he's at his weakest? I mean, that's a smart strategy, but, um, you know, it's... <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work in in like a in like a film. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can say is Nightfall was awful. It was like it was of, it was awful. one of the, it was <laughs> it I mean, was Brian. You've read it. It was yeah. one of probably the worst things to come out of the nineties. Well, I haven't read it in quite a while. It was because DC was trying to redo. They killed Superman. So they're like, oh, we got to do something to Batman, right? So I mean, it did give us Bane, and as far yes. as the character goes, yes. Bane's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's just he look does kind of look silly in the comics. You know, he's got the Mexican wrestler mask, yeah. and you know the tubes going into it. And then let us not forget in Batman and Robin. Oh my God! Yeah. Let us did, please forget. Yeah, all he did was basically repeat whatever Poison Ivy said. Bane smash, and then just break through like a wall, and yeah. he looked like a roid rage steroid freak, and it, it was, was awful. just awful. So I'm glad, first of all, that Nolan mentioned that they're going to use him smartly with a, with a brain intelligence. Yeah, because well, he's a terrorist in this. Yeah, one. yeah. And because obviously in Batman and Robin, they used him as a retarded henchman. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I really enjoy, I, you know, I trust Nolan, you know, as we said many times before. And, you know, from what I've seen so far, it looks like it's going to be very interesting. Um, I have my own suspicions and where they're going with the story, but I'm not going to get into that. But um. <laughs> I think my favorite characterization of him has been in the Arkham games. Oh, he's been great, yeah. Um, You know, with lines, I'll fold you like paper. (laughs) I think... uh, I'll fold you like paper, Dark Knight. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, He was pretty good in the animated series. They did a a good job with him there. But all I can remember, probably because I just read it recently, is the awful introduction to him in in Nightfall. I mean, I remember it having its its high points, like his... um, There was a point of him that I enjoyed with him fighting Killer Croc and the whole Mm. crossover... Um, but I just think they tried to do too much. I mean, I mean, that's like the simplest way to beat Batman is just like release everyone from Arkham and have them run run amok in Gotham City. Yeah. And when he's too tired, just go fight him and break yeah. his back. I always like the characterization of Bane as almost an evil Batman. Like 
willing to go over yeah, the edge. Yeah, has and, the same sort of intelligence as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but hunts yeah, his guy down, yeah. scouts him out. Yeah. Kind of. I like, mean, he figured out that Bruce Wayne was Batman by himself in that Nightfall arc. Sure. That was, I mean, one of the cool things about it is he, no one had ever done that. He had an awful group of lackeys, though, working from. He had a guy with, like, a bird <laughs> yeah. or something, and then yeah. he had some guy with, like, some guns or something. It was, Bane doesn't pick good company. He's too focused on other things. <laughs> But yeah. no, I'm I'm looking forward to the movie, and I think it's going to be a a good. It's a, it's a, it was. I think everyone was surprised when Bane was announced mm-hmm. as the villain. Yeah. But it's going to be, I think, a good choice overall. Trailer does it great justice. Yeah. I think I'm even looking forward to it, yeah. and I'm not even a huge DC fan. I'm if Batman is probably my favorite property in any medium that they yeah. do. They um, even came up with a creative way to administer the venom. He doesn't have the tubes. It's a ventilator that he breathes into. Yeah. And so it explains a reason for the mask. Yeah. It all makes sense. It's cool. I like the way Nolan ties things together. Yeah. And this is totally ignoring Catwoman. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Because that's we, a whole they're, they're separate very, piece. Yeah, they're very uh, low-key on that. Yeah. yeah so. I think for a reason. Yeah. I think that'll be interesting. Uh, staying with the Batman stuff, because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Batman. No. <laughs> Uh, available now are two new DLC packs for Batman Arkham City, as well as a free Batman Inc. Batsuit skin. The Arkham Bundle brings together the Nightwing Bundle Pack, Robin Bundle Pack, and the Arkham City Skins Pack for 1,200 Microsoft points or $15 on PSN. Also available for download now is the Challenge Map Pack, which includes the Joker's Carnival Challenge Map, the Iceberg Lounge Challenge Map, and a brand new Invisible Predator Challenge Map, the Batcave. The Challenge Map Pack is available for 240 Microsoft points or $3 on PSN. Fans of the game will also be treated to the new Batman Inc. Batsuit skin at no cost. And you don't have to purchase any of that other stuff to get it. It's just totally free and separate. The skin can be worn in the story campaign upon completion of the main story and in the challenge maps. But let's say you don't want to wait. You want to wear your new Batman skins now. Game director Sefton Hill has your solution as he posted a thank you note on the game's blog including a code which allows you to use any alternative Batman skin in the main game without having to complete the full game. To unlock this, simply press the following combination on the main menu screen after you have selected your save slot. Left, left, down, down, left, left, right, up, up, down. And yes, this is a podcast, so you can record that or <laughs> rewind that, I should say. Uh, you will get an audio confirmation, and when you continue your game, you will get the option to select your favorite skin. And if you do want to actually see that on the site, that is posted as well and will be in the show notes for the show. So awesome stuff coming from the Arkham yeah, City camp, as always. There's so many of those great costumes they had in there. I mean, for those who don't, you don't know, you know, you get like the animated, classic animated series, you get... Pretty much, uh, you the know, only one we need is the Batman Beyond skin because that's they, the only one Bat- I use. They have Batman Beyond. They have Dark Knight Returns. You know, so many different skins, yeah. and uh, I, I just think it's it's great. And you, know, I hate Batman Incorporated with a passion, but it's still you know. cool to get the skin. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's free, and you're actually going to get access. I think in this one, I don't know if you mentioned it to the is it the Sinestro Core Batman that is, that is one? in the uh, the Arkham City skins pack yeah that okay, is in yeah that that's one definitely if you want to twist on Batman that was previously only available with that god awful Green now Lantern what's the movie. origin of that I'm unfamiliar with the Sinestro okay. skin uh, basically um, and Green Lantern I think around. I can understand him having a fear ring <laughs> two thousand basically when the Sinestro Corps first started and they were the rings were being sent out to try to find people who cause great fear yep. it went to Bruce Wayne. And uh, to Batman, and all of a sudden it went on his finger for a split second, and uh, he was in the Sinestro Corps uniform, and he, you know, quickly ripped. And it says you have the ability to cause great fear, and he quickly ripped it off. So it's just because he like, knew what it was. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty much just a, like a fan. You know, that's still cool though. Yeah, it's really good. I it's a that. great design, and it, it's cool. You know, does that mean we can have White Lantern Batman too? Oh, there's there's Ben White. Lantern. Oh, oh, I know, but yeah, I want to see the skin oh, yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. Even though it would totally make I want to see. Out I want to see Blackest everything. Night Batman as a zombie now. That's a freakish figure. I still don't get that whole thing. He was not dead, so I don't like it. Grant Morrison, I hate you. Oh, yeah. sorry. I don't like that they did that. Uh, and continuing with some DC stuff, not Batman this time, but <laughs> related to Batman, Warner Home Video has announced a February 28th release date for Justice League Doom. The PG-13 rated animated film finds Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Cyborg, and Batman on their heels when a team of supervillains discover and implement the Dark Knight's contingency plans for stopping any rogue Justice League member. The story is inspired by Mark Wade's much-heralded JLA Tower of Babel. It's gonna. It's an amazing story. I bought the issues of Tower of Babel way back, probably 1995. I want to say it's old. It's a pretty old story, but it's a fantastic story where basically Bruce Wayne's 
preparations of how to take down the Justice League that he had on file fall into the hands of someone that I won't reveal. That never seems to backfire, Omac. <laughs> <laughs> that and this was done way before. Right. And um, it falls into the hand of someone who I won't reveal. But um, it comes back to bite the Justice League in the ass, and it's it, I kind of think it's going to be a good animated movie it's a good story and um you know for the most part dc's movies have been pretty animated stuff has been pretty good there's been a couple of misfires yeah but. i'm glad that they're back to pg-13 for this one because they stopped for i think all-star superman yeah one of them they which was garbage i thought even uh, though i own it <laughs> and i think um they are using kevin conroy and uh, oh they're using a lot they're of the using classic. all the justice League and cast. even though it's barry they're still using michael rosenbaum and, and they're bringing in um Oh, I'm trying like what's the guy Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Thank you. Yeah, for uh, uh, for Hal Jordan, Jordan who yep. he, he wasn't even in Justly Cartoon, so. but he was in uh, exactly. First Flight. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a cool combination of everyone together. Absolutely. So I think it's going to be. This a sounds good. really good. Um, but didn't we have a mutual friend who said that storyline was awful? Did we? Oh yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Is he listening? No, I'm probably not. Probably he might be listening. I, but last I, time, last time we joked, no one again. <laughs> no one will know what we're talking about. He probably knows who he is. But last time he was up, well, all right, I'll make it pretty obvious. He was up in October, and we were talking about this uh, this movie, and I was like, "Who?" I'm like, "I've never heard of this. Who did this?" And he's like, "Oh, it was a movie. It was a show. It was a excuse me. It was a comic from the '90s. It wasn't that great of a story or something?" Oh, he was wrong. <laughs> so, it sounds pretty fantastic. I'm interested yeah. to read it now, though, and see the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, here, here's a humorous story in and of itself. Bunny Ranch owner Dennis Hoff is appealing to the geeky and nerdy of the population with his latest venture, a sci-fi-themed brothel which he plans to call the Alien Cat House. Located 90 miles north of Las Vegas, the brothel will be one part of a larger complex, being rebranded as the Area 51 Alien Travel Center. The other buildings in the complex include an adjoining gas station, bar, and convenience store. Quote, Area 51 is a big place. If you turn off my driveway and head up 15 miles, there it is, Hoff told CBS Las Vegas. I really wanted to capitalize on it. And that's the right word. (laughs) For assistance with his new business, Hoff turned to friend and infamous Hollywood madam, Heidi Fleiss, who will be serving as chief alien design queen, tapping into her expertise with the costumes and decor. I don't know what that's about. Right. Uh, But Alien Cat House is a very uninspired name. So I have prepared some suggestions <laughs> that they change it to, perhaps going a little too far with some. But instead of Alien Cat House, they might want to think about using something like Deep Space Heine, uh, maybe the Realm of Hordor for you Lord <laughs> of the Rings fans. And then the one that maybe goes a little too far, but does really portray it as the scum, <laughs> the wretched hive of scum and villainy that it is, the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, so uh, I, I have some interesting stuff. I, Brian will get a kick out of this because I actually didn't tell you this last night. And Rob, you'll get a kick out of this. So my comic guy, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he posted this news story. And there's been a huge commentary from his his clients oh. um, on all this. So here are some of the comments when this was posted, just oh, from, God. if I can read a couple. Sure. Uh, one gentleman says, good Lord, I don't even want to think about what you could catch there. And then another guy says, "I'm Captain Kirk, and I approve this message." Um, <laughs> That's good. That's I'll good. have seven, or I'll have seven of nine, or a half a dozen of the others. Um, and then we get to my comment, which I actually got a uh, a like on. Um, get in there, you big furry oaf. I don't care what you smell. Um, and then some guy... Beneath, Scruffy looking some, some, Yeah, some guy beneath <laughs> me says, uh, Mike Boyd, best riff so far. And then to, had further insult to injury, I said at the end, I'm like, I want that Eloy chick from the 1960s, the time machine, um, or her uh, oh, a woman in her dress garb. I am, I am curious <laughs> what they're actually going to portray here. Are we going to see the total recall lady with three boobs? Is someone going to go that far and have the plastic surgery? I think they have to have like the Princess Leia. That's oh, kind of yeah, a that, staple. That's, they're gonna be the They'll have Leia. the Orion green slave girl. I'm like, just wondering if they're going to get any, like, you know, they, are they going to get cease and desist? I, 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 I don't right. Know. Are they going to get copyright issues? That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm you like, can create parody costumes true. and just change the name. That's, so yeah. I think that's so kind of where they'll it's go. Gonna be intre- I, <laughs> what I read this, I was idea. just like, Wow, this does. This sounds like something out of like a joke. It's just yeah. like it doesn't. It doesn't compute. I'm just like, <laughs> does not compute. But, uh, <laughs> Star Trek fans will finally get to have their Uhura fantasy. There oh you my go. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's. I don't know. I. I'm sure some people out there are excited for this. I have no idea what to say. I'm just like I don't know. It's a little creepy. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go into the Starship Enterprise. I don't. I don't know. It's just weird. the holodeck, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> There's another name right there. How about the hollow dick? (laughs) 
That was terrible. All right. (laughs) (laughs) At least the others were fairly creative. That was just awful. Uh, David Jaffe has revealed via the PlayStation blog that the first printing of the new Twisted Metal game out February 14th, 2012, will include a voucher for a free download of the original Twisted Metal Black. You're a fan, I take long, it. Long delayed for Twisted Metal. It was due out, I think, you know, in like November or something, yep. if I remember correctly. And now they finally pushed it up to of all days Valentine's Day. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Celebrate with your spouse or significant another. And play Twisted Metal. How many is sweet tooth? <laughs> I, I loved those games when they were on the PS1. And um, I tried to play as much as Twisted Metal Black as I could when it was out for the PS2. I especially liked that every time you'd beat the game, the credits would roll, mm-hmm. and the Rolling Stones' painted black yep. would play. And they had such an awesome mix of like characters, like not just Sweet Tooth, but like there's that that one guy who reminds me of that character from, what is it, Death Race, the Frankenstein oh, guy. Yep. He was like a dead man in a car. Yeah. Um, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, the so footage I've seen the of the new one looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, in San Diego they had a bunch of stuff on it because they thought it was coming out, and it looks really good. And it's been getting, you know, the previews have been really good for the, the you know, the, the testings and stuff they've shown so and far. And David Jaffe's the man. So. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell Sony um, with their exclusives, they off, always offer the gamer, I think, more than like the Microsoft people do because if you. You know, I see it right there, Rob. The new Assassin's Creed game, you got yep. the original with it that you can install. Not on Xbox. So nope. you can't you <laughs> that's, didn't get that's that on Blu-ray. Xbox. Yeah. That's yeah. the benefits of yep. it. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I had a friend who picked up Assassin's Creed. I'm like, why didn't you get this edition? Why didn't you buy it for the PS3? You have one. He's like, oh, he's like, I like, you know, the Xbox, the controller is more ergonomical. Blah, blah. And what are they talking about? <laughs> more ergonomical. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, I, you know, I, I, you definitely get more, I think, with the with the PS3 and just this Agreed. just shows it. Uh, absolutely so. agree. Uh, FX House, Amalgamated Dynamics Inc., has released test footage showcasing a very different but more comic-accurate Green Goblin mask from Sam Raimi's original 2002 Spider-Man movie. It does baffle me why they didn't decide to use this version, as it's <laughs> it's much scarier, and maybe that's why. And it shows way more emotion in the face than having that Power Ranger-ish yeah. cover total well, just no like the movement. Net. Yeah, here, and I'm like, you guys watch the footage. I, I actually have not seen the picture or the footage. The oh, footage is amazing. It's amazing. It ma- it makes you wish they would have done the movie over and just yeah. used it. It's so good. It looks just like the comic. It looks just like the comics. He's got the big ears. He's got the hood. He's yep. got the the goblin face. And that yeah. actually would have been a lot better instead of as opposed to someone looking like you should be fighting Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It was so ridiculous. Um, Vin Diesel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel. Has confirmed to The Hollywood Reporter that both a sixth and seventh film are being oh, planned for the Fast and the Furious oh, franchise. Yeah. Diesel explained, quote, with the success of the last one and the inclusion of so many characters and the broadening of scope, when we were sitting down to figure out what would fit into the real estate of number six, we didn't have enough space. We have, because, you know, more car races. We have to pay <laughs> off this story. We have to service all of these character relationships. And when we started mapping all that out, it just went beyond 110 pages. The studio said, quote, you can't fit all that story in one damn movie. Universal is currently set to begin production on Fast and the Furious 6 next year, with Justin Lin back as director, aiming for a May 24th, 2013 release. Rumors say that 6 and 7 may shoot back-to-back, but no confirmed information has been given. You mean Vin Diesel isn't too busy with his D&D campaign, I hear he runs? <laughs> I hear he's a huge D&D gamer. That's what I've heard, yeah. Which yeah. is actually kind of cool. I mean, yeah. you got to give it to him yeah. there. I mean, we, I st- we still play. He's not sure. He's not. He's not making the pacifier, too? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> he but, needs to stay away from my wife is what he needs to do. <laughs> Lauren Graham was in that movie. Um, it's just, I, I've, honestly, I'll be, I've never been a big fan of the Fast and the Furious. I've seen parts of here and there. I liked the first one. I heard the one with The Rock, was the latest one was pretty good but i yeah, i found it kind of dull honestly really? yeah. yeah i mean it was good but it was dull i have it hadn't haven't seen it yet but like you said i liked the first one and then when they brought in tyrese i thought it started to <laughs> deteriorate and by the time it got to tokyo drift i wanted to oh, throw Lord. it throw it through the window oh yeah totally that's jumping the shark right there yeah. tokyo, tokyo drift. drift with yeah. no characters yeah. from it. i mean even the, the the fat the what is it fast and furious the most recent one that came yeah. out i was Fast not five. it was like an hour and a half and i was not pleased at all with the with the story or anything i was just like this is crap and it does make me wonder how many movies The Rock is going to be in that has the word fast in it. Yeah. That's the other piece. Or retaliation. <laughs> Icons of Star Trek and Star Wars recently took to the internet arguing that their franchise reigned supreme, namely Will Shatner and uh, Carrie Fisher oh, were going Lord. back and forth. Ugh. When things got personal, George Takei, the only actor who has worked in both, stepped in to broker the piece by identifying a mutual threat. 
Fellow star folks, cool it down and shut your big wormholes. Each is wonderful in its own special way. What's needed today, now more than ever, is star peace. For there is an ominous mutual threat to all science fiction. It's called Twilight. <laughs> it is really, really bad. Gone is any sense of heroism, camaraderie, or epic battle. In its place, we have vampires that sparkle and moan and go to high school. <laughs> Now, I'm not above mixing in a little sex appeal to spice up the fantasy. <laughs> but sci-fi fans, be warned. There are no great stories, characters, or profound life lessons to be had in Twilight. Amen, brother. <laughs> in Twilight, the only message that rings through loud and clear is... Does my boyfriend like me? <laughs> Let us band together to combat this mutual threat. On my part, I've written to some friends, hoping they could help us rid the world of this vampire menace. Buffy, Blade, it's up to you now. So, star friends, let us all just live and let live, long and prosperously. And may the Force be with you, always. Uh, George Takai. Oh, you know what? My favorite Star Trek episode is the original series of The Naked Time, where he was running around without a shirt on and brandishing a rapier, thinking he was one of the three musketeers. Me What is it? Uh, if only I knew then what I knew now. Still, I, I freaking awesome. love George Takai. He is hilarious, man. Uh, he was on Stern once. Talking oh, he's, about he's on a he's lot, on actually. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the... I, think he, I think he made the comment he wanted to give William Shatner a vasectomy with a samurai yes. sword. <laughs> <laughs> crazy like that <laughs> but yeah. no I, I agree I, I, I heard a little bit about the Shatner and Carrie Fisher thing and it was stupid like oh, this is better shut, like, shut up I don't you know I enjoy both I uh, was oh, a little more Star Wars but you know I like Next Generation really a lot yeah so. I've always been a little more Star Trek personally yeah. so you know I'm gonna, I'm mean, gonna gut you with I the see, fish right now but, <laughs> but I see both sides and it's just like you know be quiet no one copied the other you know it's just you know it's it, they're two separate things and it just kind of got out of hand and so I think this was a great yeah, I, uh, I loved the um, the original Star Trek series and I didn't even grow up with it it's actually I prefer it over to the next generation I grew up blasphemy. in a house that, yeah, uh, that is blasphemy that watched the next generation Dude. I had a father who was like religiously watched the next generation but as I got older and started watching the original series, I liked it that much more. Just I think it was the stories and the cheesy special effects. And Kirk betting every thing. alien girl. And yeah, dude, and like the, the <laughs> green burn, woman. Burn. Yeah, I think it just, I mean, I don't know. But I also, when I was a kid, I always remember Star Wars and like having all the like 1979 like Kenner toys. Yep. A few of which I still have. So, you know, I like them both equally as well. And you know what? No offense, the the prequel trilogy for Star Wars was right. nothing uh, to write home about. Right, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, obviously the message here is let's let's bond let's together bond against together Twilight. To and I think enemy. most people have, yeah. for the most part, because yeah. Twilight's just a steaming pile. Uh, uh, yes. Beyond anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One last story here, and as I'm not a major sports fan, uh, it's the reason it's probably the last one here, but it is relevant to the internet community, so I thought it was interesting. The NFL has announced that the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, and NBC's wildcard playoff games will be streamed online and on mobile phones for the first time ever. The games will be streamed online at NBCSports.com and NFL.com through SNF Extra, which features an HD broadcast, DVR-style controls, additional camera angles, in-game highlights, live statistics, and interactive elements. NBCSports.com and the NFL have streamed games online since 2008 with SNF Extra, NBC Sports exclusive video, but this is the first time playoff games have been streamed. NFL Mobile from Verizon will also stream the broadcasts for the first time on a mobile platform. So they're basically opening it up to everybody at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's cool that they're, they're finally streaming it. I guess, you know, you get like those little DVD-style extras with the angles mm -hmm. and the features and stuff. I mean... I don't know if it gives more credence to people who are driving their car to be trying to watch like the Super Bowl or the <laughs> right. Pro Bowl while they're right. trying to drive. Into a, they, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, but you can't control everything. No. Or can you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I, yeah, same thing. I'm just like, eh, I guess it's cool, but it's cool for those who are actually going to be gonna, watching. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to sit and watch it on a television when I watch the Super Bowl yeah. with my friends. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I watch it on my watch phone. It for the trailers, <laughs> the movie trailers. Yeah, I stopped watching it years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I catch up on the commercials the next day, and yeah. I've kind of stopped doing that. Even too. the commercials haven't been. No, they're terrible. They usually show movie trailers, or mm. other than that. Yeah, and all the movie trailers you watch the next day yeah. too. So. Who cares? Uh, so before we go this week, any final thoughts or something you'd like to plug? Be Ryan. Um, Why don't you say it to my face, Brian? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank. I would like to plug. I'm on Twitter at Xander Harris. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, also, you can listen to my podcast that hasn't been updated <laughs> at uh, thegeekgeneration.com slash graphically speaking. But um, hopefully that will be changing in the near future. Hopefully. Mike Boyd. All right. So uh, as I plug on, even when I do Brian's shows, uh, The Outer Limits, the comic shop I go to every week in Waltham, Massachusetts on Moody Street uh, for all your comic and collectible needs, um, followed by the Upper Crust Pizzeria right next door. Um, it makes for a perfect <laughs> night of uh, geekdom and sustenance. There you go. That almost sounded written, even though I can see you're not reading anything. That's, that's like a good rehearsed bit right there. Uh, for all the stories that we talked about today, more information, if you want to watch some of the videos, any of that, go to thegeekgeneration.com. Also, as always, please, even though we've met our goal uh, for getting those iPod wallpapers and iPhone wallpapers, please rate the show and write a review on iTunes. I can't tell you how much that helps get us exposure. If you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash awards, you can still submit your nominations for the 2011 Geekies. I have extended nominations and will now accept them until Sunday, January 15th. And that is a direct result of Chris Gore coming in. We're pushing back the award show a little bit to accommodate for that. Uh, we're also still looking for theme music for the show. So if you have some, please send an MP3 to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to the show, you can send those to guests at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. So wrapping up episode 65, we are out of here. Later. Happy New Year. Make it so.